What's up, gladiators? Welcome to another episode of the Scandal After Show. Tonight, we are going to talk about how the Me Too movement made a cameo in tonight's episode, Liv is back in action, and there's a plot twist that happened that none of us saw coming. Stay tuned. We're coming right back after this. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Back this yeah, week, yeah. our lovely girl whoop, whoop. Jess is back. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week to our Scandal After Show. We've got a lot to talk about tonight, so you're gonna want to stay tuned. We we see the Me Too movement make a cameo in Scandal. Um, Liv is kind of back in action. Uh, we're gonna get to our Shady Boots moment later this episode. I know you guys are waiting for that, so stick around. And we have a plot twist that I personally didn't see coming. I don't know if you guys did. But before we get into all of that, I want to intro our panel. You know us, you love us, and we love you too. Um, I'm Christine. We've got Tessa, Paris, and Jessica. Hey, hey. All right. Hey. So we're all back. Good. Yes. <laughs> Guys, so, you know, last week was kind of insane. Like, I was watching it at the on the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. They were just, like, giving us so much, and it was happening quick and trying to keep up. But can I just say... I knew that they were going to be coming back for Liv and trying to get her help because Melly made that phone call. I was like, there's going to be a moment that you need Olivia Pope. And that moment happened. And it it was kind of like, yeah, you need her. Mm -hmm. You need her. (laughs) You know, though she wasn't there to save the day, you know, they still needed her. And then just one thing, I thought it was very interesting how the episode played out because it kind of... Shonda's really good at making things seem as if it's predictable Mm -hmm. and then turning around and kind of giving us this sinister twist at the end when it actually was Cyrus that was over it all. So I was like, mmm. So I couldn't wait to rejoin you guys and discuss today's episode. I know. Um, Yeah, Cyrus, you you just can't sleep on him. I think we should know this by now, seven seasons deep. I've been calling it all season that... There will be something big with him. I also made a bold prediction last week, if you guys watched, that he would not make it out of season seven. Yes. I, yep. pre- I predict that he was going to die. I will say my thoughts are slightly changing after seeing tonight's episode. So we'll get into that a little bit more. But my favorite part of tonight's episode was, I mean, I have a couple, but I, I will I will definitely say just the case that Liv was working on um, and that, that amazing moment at the end where... Megan, I'm not sure what her last name is, um, who was also working for the congressman, came up and shared her story. Mm-hmm. And it just moved me in such a way that I I'm kind of missed from Scandal. There's been a lot of like drama and back and forth and, you know, high emotional moments with Liv and the team. It was really nice to see a case outside of that that just touched home for me personally in a, in a way that um, I really connected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely like this whole Me Too movement being incorporated in this episode. But I'm going to say, I think my favorite moment was Melly kind of standing up for herself finally mm. with Jake. You know, finally she's saying something and she means it. 
I'm a little annoyed that Jake kind of got in her head initially when she wanted to work on this kind of women and harassment. She wanted to work on it. Jake changed her mind. And I was annoyed, but she finally stood up for herself, stood her ground. Yeah. So I was happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm like, she's back. Yes. <laughs> I kind of yes. got like the chills yes. from it. And, and my favorite part literally is when I was like, okay. I'm like, Olivia's back, OPA is back, but different. It is with Fitz and Marcus. Like, how incredible. I'm like, this is a power team, and I love that moment that she's like, I mean, this is the case, and they're like, well, this isn't what we do, but let's do it. And then the music came. The music came. The power music came. So that was my favorite moment. Yeah, I love that. And I just love that at the end of the episode, Fitz and Liv had that moment, too, because of the romantic that I am. I was just like, oh! They're gonna oh, end up together. I called that at the beginning of the season. I'm yes. sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, listeners, yes, the live chat yes. was just talking about. The- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Lipsters get some get some scenes, and yes. um, also what's his name? Watcher, Watcher Carter mentioned how Liv has a white coat this week. Remember she gave it away to her mom, so we thought you know that was she gave away her coat. Oh, yeah. but she was actually like wearing a, a white coat this time. She had an extra. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like she probably has like a cellar full of just like fresh, nice, well, clean white coats. <laughs> A whole summer, just the wine and the white coat. That's yes. what I'm saying. I'm like, she doesn't even have, just all one place. Keep it nice and cool That's and dry. So, yeah. so <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing. Actually, um, yeah, she she put on the white co- yeah. coat, the white hat. Exactly. It was amazing to see her in that role. Jess, you hit the nail right on the head. That was really the driving force behind this episode because Liv tried to reach out to QPA to help her you know, uncover what's going on with Cyrus yeah. and really get to the meat of it and expose it because she does know the truth. Mm-hmm. And they weren't really happy to help her. And honestly, can you guys blame them? I yeah. really can't. I mean, all she put Quinn and uh, Charlie through, I I think I would be like them too. But, I mean, they're making it make sense. Abby and Huck are still, like, on the fence while Quinn and Charlie are, like, no. And that makes sense. I feel like that's really realistic. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's very, like, spot on to their personalities. Right. So. Yeah. But Abby's personality surprised me because she is kind of like a no-nonsense, more sensible type of um, thought thinker. And I was surprised that she kind of, you know, folded a little easy. Mm. Like, she didn't mm. give Liv a, a major hard time. I know that Liv came with major information. Like, this episode started, like, boom, boom, bam. First scene, the girl is buying a gun. Next scene, she's like, Cyrus did it! I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, sometimes it bruised the, the information yeah. and, mm. and the knowledge and them actually finding out. So I love that Olivia just went right towards Abby and was like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And I'm not surprised that um, QPA wasn't down for the information because, and it's not even because they don't want to help. They're just so scorned from the old old Olivia being gone that this new Olivia is so power hungry. They can't get past their minds that maybe she has a plan to help someone not helping herself. Yeah, you you kind of hit that on the head because they're, they are so scarred by seeing all that happen. Someone who they went over a cliff for many different mm-hmm. times left them high and dry and really turned the agency on its on its ass 
excuse my French. So um, just that moment where I think it was Quinn or it might have been Charlie kind of going off about not wanting to go up against the White House and take on another conspiracy again. Mm-hmm. Quinn nearly lost her life the last time they tried something like that. So hearing that made me understand. I was like, you know what? I can't blame them. I want to help my girl live, but I don't think that's where she's going to get it from. And she got it from somewhere else. Yeah, I, I was kind of no. When Quinn said that, like we've we've all gone down rabbit holes. I was like, but that was your own fault. Like no one asked you <laughs> to try to take on Olivia in you know a little shady way, in my opinion. So she can't compare the two. Yeah. Um, well, I I mean throughout this episode there were kind of two things happening at once because we mm-hmm. still are inching towards what's happening with Cyrus, and it seems like that's going to take more of our time and the plot lines going Mm -hmm. through the last few episodes. But, you know, there was this case about uh, Alicia Francis, Mm -hmm. who's a 21-year-old Congress, congressional intern, excuse me, um, (laughs) who was basically blackballed for not wanting to give it up. Um, I know we all kind of had our eyebrows raised at the point in the episode where, you know, uh, Fitz and Marcus and Liver looking at the list and we see GFV and I had no idea what that was referring to at first. I wasn't thinking about food. You know, I was thinking like sex. Okay, what is that? I don't know. I'm not that experienced. I don't know. You know, like... I was thinking I was behind on a trend. I'm like, I know all the trends and all the memes. I was like, wait a second, what don't I know? GF. I know. Like, okay, so I feel better that it was actually like some coding for the episode and not in real life. Like, we're still... We still know what's happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're not that far removed, yeah, are yeah. we? I thought it was standing for like good for, I was like, everything? I'm like, but no, that's V. I'm like really trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm glad. Mm-mm-mm. I'm glad I'm not unhip. <laughs> but that list was insane. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys, have you ever, because, you know, seeing that list honestly oddly reminded me of Mean Girls and the Burn Book. Mm-hmm. And... It made me think of, you know, high school. And we kind of had, not that we had a list like that, but there were several lists that went around either of who's the hottest guy or girl or, um, you know, just things of that nature when you're young and kind yeah. of exploring all of that. And it it felt so weird seeing that in the in a professional space and in, in D.C. And it reminded us, it, it put us back into the movement of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And Scandal does such a great job of reminding us of that. And... Just curious of what your thoughts were on that. Have you ever like been on a list like that before or known any situation like that? I honestly immediately thought of another, I think she was an anchor or a reporter. She worked at ESPN. Um, she recently resigned. She wasn't fired, but she resigned and she was explaining that there is this list going around at ESPN. It has been for years. What? And she was on it and, and like she resigned because of this and was really inappropriate and everyone was... I was so pissed because most people were like, oh, she's probably just upset because she was low on the list. Like, that was a lot of, even women's comments. That was the response? What? A lot of people were saying, oh, she was probably upset because she was low on the list or, like, she was considered ugly. And I was like, wow, this is what's wrong with our society. That's all I could think of seeing this whole list. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. I mean, it's. I think it's really cool that Shonda did bring this into an episode for such a large audience mm-hmm. to just kind of reiterate and, like, hammer in this point that it is happening around the world. Yeah. So, for me, that was really cool. I personally don't know if I've ever been on a list, <laughs> right? so I can't really yeah. speak to that. Even in high school, I grew up in a pretty small town, so I just feel like it wasn't as big a thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. God, it's like it circles back so far, which is interesting. I think that this episode really 
cracked open what we think may be going on behind the walls, behind, um, you know, corporations or, you know, the Congress and things like that. And it's kind of hard to digest, but at the same time, the power stays with the man and even on those lists. So a woman thinks that she is getting ahead or that she's getting some level of power by submitting to their demands. But at the same time, she's just being made a tool and Mm -hmm. being made fun of and just a prop. So it's like a woman in these situations, the woman never wins. And I love how this episode really shined a light on it in a different way, like how they were doing it with the list, but then showing it with Melly and Jake, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm -hmm. But I just loved how they kind of put things in different perspectives to see Mm -hmm. what is appropriate. They even circled back to analyze Fitz and Olivia's relationship and saying like, hey, was this weird? And I, it's so so interesting. And one other thing I just want to say, with this whole Me Too movement, it, it sprouts with different branches, right? And different people's situations. One is is definitely sexual harassment. One is a little bit hairy. And when that conversation happened with Olivia and Fitz, it made me think about a situation with an actor, um, the Indian actor who was like accused of, yeah. um, within this whole Me Too movement of sexually harassing someone who oh, yeah. voluntarily went back to his place, engaged you know, mutually in sexual act. Aziz, I'm sorry. Yes. yes. And then condoning. And it was like, oh, I think he actually abused me. And it's like, no, that's not what it is. And I love how Olivia was like, no, like, that's different. Like, yeah. we, we were both involved in it. So I felt like they intentionally made a line to show yeah. what is sexual harassment, what may not be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even the situation with Jake and Melly, like, Maybe I'm just a little slow, but it kind of hit me after the fact, though, that we were we were supposed to see that juxtaposition that way. Yeah. Because when she gave him that speech later on after the fact, like, oh, you chose this week right now when I was bringing up something to champion the rights of these women who were being sexually harassed is the time that you want to shut that down and then make a pass at me, too. Like, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, the writers really did that. They left no stern, yeah. no stone unturned in terms mm-hmm. of just examining the different relationships on the show. Yeah. I think it was really beautifully done. And one part that really was like, I was shocked at, and I was like, this shows the level of a writer that they don't mind exposing perhaps some of the criticism that they may have received from the public. And what I'm speaking of is particularly with Olivia's character and how a lot of people perceived her as like, oh, you know, trying to sleep her way to the top. Like, I know people in my life that's like, no, I don't watch Scandal because I don't like how she's portrayed or, you know, what she represents. And that's like a real conversation that happened. So I love that they took it and they wrote it into the show to say, hey, you know, this is how she could be observed and, and, and just take her character being taken and how people could see her and think that's what I have to do to get to the top. So underlying she's fighting this cause that she may have been attributed to people giving in to sexual behavior because of her mm-hmm. and what she did. I think also seeing someone like Alicia who took her own life kind of on that path to be who she was was a shocking moment for Liv to put everything you just said into perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, being in their bubble and everything that they do and um, take on every day, you know, we as viewers don't even really get to see a lot of the times how the public reacts to anything, only when there's like an immediate scandal. But that part of the reaction to Olivia's career was kind of left off until now and that was very interesting to see and really sad that the girl ended up killing herself also not to make uh, a poor joke about it but like the fact that she even bought a gun I think 
like was so confusing to me in the beginning too because it's like a black girl walking into a Walmart <laughs> and buying a gun. Like I don't know what happens. Without all the problem, time. I know. Yeah. Um, just also with Alicia, the moments with her dad was really sad, but I felt I don't know if you guys agree that he was a little too hard on Olivia. I feel like he basically said it was her fault. She came here because of you. But I mean, I don't understand why this is Olivia's fault that this woman was inspired by her. I don't get why she should feel any guilt. While the dad was kind of implying she should feel heavy guilt for this. Yeah, that that was an interesting nuance to me because it would have made more sense had she had slept with the man. Mm -hmm. The man still did not give her a job. That would have been an interesting twist. Mm -hmm. Like her friend got the job because she slept with him. She didn't because she's perhaps a woman of color or something like that. That Mm would have been deep to go into. But anyway, if she would have slept with her and then didn't get the job and then she wanted to kill herself because she's like, I put my life on the line. That would have made more sense for the speech that the father gave because it's like she slept with him because you slept with the president. The mic. It's almost like like victim blaming in a way, though. Yeah. The fact that he's like, well, it, you know, like it's it's really just placing the blame on the woman in both situations. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, Liv used that to get to the top, and his his own daughter was so consumed by that that she was her own demise in the end. And it's it's not fair. Yeah. The yeah. fact that someone blackballed her out of a job and it drove her to suicide. Like, how could you possibly think it's anyone else's fault but the man's right. in that mm-hmm. situation? Do you guys think there was anything more to, like, the first couple lines of the episode? She said the president, right? That's kind of, like, that was her last dialogue. Do you think there was anything to that? I just kind of was like, hmm. Because I think when she was talking on the phone right before she bought the gun, I thought she was going to kill the president or something. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, the conversation seems so weird to me. And I don't know if I'm just way overanalyzing it or if it is something that... I picked up on that too. I just, I just didn't know what to make of it. Was it. Weird? Yeah. I can't remember the first few lines. So I'm trying to think back. Do you remember what she, she was literally like walking into the department store and pretty much all I caught was the president, right? Like mm-hmm. that's essentially what she said. Okay. And like mm-hmm. hung up the phone and then looked super distraught and was like, I need a gun. Like anything yeah, that will yeah, work. Right. And it just it felt so off to me and I feel like we never really circled back to what that could have been. We don't know who she was on the phone with either. Right. Yeah, that so was. So I just feel like, why add that mm-hmm. in? Why make a dialogue out of it for even ten seconds? Right. Because I feel Sean. like Shonda's so calculated. Mm-hmm. I just tend to overthink it point. too. Because I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Maybe she she'll. It'll it all tie reason. in yep. in another three episodes. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. It was random. I felt yeah. like the episode kind of started in the middle. I was like, was it from the beginning? Like, was it real? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, when it started, yeah. So it was. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. You're going to remember this moment. I will. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of, like, random moments, Paris, you brought up something yes, interesting, too. I was going to say that. Like, this whole season I've been talking about Glackland and why, what is his purpose, what is he yes. around for. Uh-huh, and girl. It, it seems that he was around just for that painting. <laughs> right. Just for the painting. And that really kills me. Because they could have done something else. They didn't need a whole character to be just for the painting. I mean, that it's cool that it came back around. Oranges. Yeah. <laughs> the oranges, yeah. I mean, it came back around, but Lemons. I didn't think uh, they made it too important. They made his character too strong for really to not mean anything. But well, again, it did serve as a distraction. Yeah, mm-hmm. which That's true. Shonda tends to like to use. I also yeah. wouldn't write him off completely. For some reason, the fact that the painting was brought back makes yeah. me think that you know they couldn't find a money or paper trail connected to this so eventually if they find that that's going to include him in some way and i feel like either glacklin will come back either to cyrus's defense or or against him in some way but i think he'll come back 
Like, I, I think that was put there for a reason, personally. I, I don't know so. if the live chat agrees. What do you guys think about that part of the episode and any of the other random parts of this episode, including the opening dialogue and what it could mean for our characters? Mm-hmm. So please let us know yes. in the live chat. The live <laughs> chat's still talking about the Alicia's dad. They also agree that he was a little bit off base. He had the blame on the wrong person. I also yeah. personally, maybe it's just a personal thing, but I didn't really care for his acting because even when he initially said that his daughter, like, you know, was missing, he didn't seem that distraught. And yeah. then when she, when they found out that um, she committed suicide, he gave you the fake actor tear, like, right here. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just didn't seem, like, that genuine because then he was like, well, she was looking up to you and yeah. you're a slut. And it was just like, so fast. Who invited you? Who invited you? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, you were on the list to get in the party. <laughs> he wasn't on the list. That's funny. Um, we definitely have to talk about Cyrus and all of what he's getting into. But before we get into that, I do want to talk to you guys about conversations with Maria Menounos because yes. it has easily become one of my favorite podcasts. Yes. And I don't want to miss an opportunity to tell you guys about it. So for our listeners who are new or who may not have heard this before, um, conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition just a side caveat, you know, she does her Sirius XM broadcast, but this is a podcast edition that you can download. Um, it's hosted by our founder, Maria Menunos, and it drops every Friday on iTunes. So you can go ahead and download that. Um, so Conversations with Maria Menunos features celebrity and influencer interviews, secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life. And, you know, that's from health and wellness to career, relationships, everything you could think of. It's like such an easy thing to listen to and you can really relate to a lot of the things she's talking about. Um, you know, Maria's really trying to be the big sister that you never had. And yeah. I have two big sisters, so I'll just add another one. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> but guys, just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menunos for free. Be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let Maria know that the Scandal Squad sent you. You can say gladiators, you know, <laughs> are here to support whatever you want to do. Shout us out and let Maria know that you're listening and um, that's it. Yeah. Conversations yeah. with Maria Menounos. Yeah. Woo Definitely want to <laughs> shout good. it out. Absolutely. So, the live chat is kind of talking about Jake and Melly. They want to know mm. if we're here for it. Ooh, that's a good Ooh. question. You know, let's sideline the other discussion and get into that. <laughs> because... To me, aside from the way the episode ended, that was the other kind of plot twist that I did not see coming. Yeah. This late in the game to start a new possible, you know, romance? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Do we think Jake was genuine or he has an agenda? Oh. <laughs> Tell Can I us. just say, I am so disappointed in Jake. Yes. I was mad when he swooped in and tried to get Olivia's chief of staff position yes. and knocked her out. I think that he is so... I'm going to use the term desperate. Mm. About your lovely Jake. I know, about my beloved. But no, times have changed. And I feel (laughs) that he is like really desperate for power. And it's so funny because I literally had wrote down we were watching. I was like, he's trying to be Olivia. And I love that Melly recognized game. Game recognized game Mm -hmm. with that because she did notice that, hey, like, this isn't going to be a thing because you think that you can slip up in my bed and you think that I'm going to give you some type of power. I am not Fitzgerald. You know, so I was like, yes, for the first time. (laughs) Yes, Melly. Um, So, yeah, I think that he was just trying to emulate the way that Olivia has her power by sleeping with powerful people. And I'm not here for it. And he has V613 back. 
It was unclear. I, we had this yeah. conversation. We're like, did he take it back? Did Olivia? We were talking about how her turning back on the power and stuff mm-hmm. may have been yeah. that crossover. But yeah, he has it back, and I don't. I don't trust nothing. I know. I don't trust him at all. What do you think? I know. To me, it just felt like it was the only relationship we hadn't explored yet. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I can't think of any other crossover. And she totally called it out too. She goes, and I know that you've slept with Liv, and like, and it was starting to turn. (laughs) Oh my god, Liv, and I was like. Oh yes, yeah. that was totally my shady boost. That was by mine the way. too. I think they all have the same one. Tell me now, guys. Live chat. Anyone listening? Like, was that not so savage yes. of Melly? My goodness, like, I don't want to sleep with someone who also slept with Olivia. I love that her whole her whole read to him. I just love it. Was great, and it yeah. was so. Can we just talk, talk about how just creepy that whole scene yes. was, and how he was like had this lean back and he was like, he was doing like the yeah, he was doing like that side face emoji. You know how he's like <laughs> the smiles like that, and then that the that that hand creeping over. Yeah, it's just like. She broke back. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what was he gonna just flip her over? Like, yeah. what? it was just so. Oh, it gave me like uh, creepers. Like, you're just so creepy, dude. Back I hated back. it. Yeah. Also, why did she have a broke? Like, why put her into a broken back type position? Like, I just don't understand why they did that. I think personally that goes back into the little tidbits that the writers want to sprinkle in every week about what it's like for a female president. And, like, the different unique things that she would deal with. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at the banter they had about past POTUSes who were men and whatever sports-related injuries they may have had. Tennis. They weren't folding themselves into a pretzel. Happy baby. Melly said, the happy baby. For a quick second, I was like, pregnancy? I was like, what? Yeah, that threw me out. But um, I actually, while we were watching, I was looking it up on my phone just to see if by chance Bellamy Young had slipped a disc in her back during filming, maybe to see before that thought crossed my mind if mm-hmm. maybe they wrote that in but I think that's really what it was about um, just showing that these are the type of things she deals with as a female president because we're still examining that every episode that is mm-hmm. whether or not it's a direct plot point it's something that's intentionally put there mm-hmm. because we're not seeing this anywhere else on TV and we're not seeing it in real mm-hmm. life so I feel like with Shonda extending the se- the series through to season seven, this is her baby. This is her chance to not only tell those other stories like the Me Too movement and everything else, but include that for the women who watch the show and for anybody. And who really. can relate? Because I was like, she was doing so good on that acting. Because if I feel like a nerve or something in my back, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like a pinch. I was like, she is acting that too well. Uh-huh. Like, it was so she relatable. Is. And I think another reason, you're totally right, Christine, on on um, Shonda's intentions. And I think another reason it was placed in is because when Melly had um, read Jake at the end, she said, you chose this week, this week that I'm injured and you think that I'm a damsel in distress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think I need saving so that was kind of like oh like women are so weak and because I'm hurt I need a man and I'm gonna be so weak and tempted to let you slip into my bed because my back hurts that's exactly what I wrote I go more weak like is she are we like amping this up more Mm -hmm. I think this was her strongest moment yet I don't know you guys can debate that we can talk about that but I I applauded her so much for for sticking up for herself in that moment and just like realizing where she's at because it's so true because there have been times where they face adversity in terms of like trying to figure out what's happening and when Melly was at full strength and so was Jake and they were talking about what could happen he wasn't making those moves at her in the situation room with all the generals around or even in the oval when they were talking privately about how to proceed it was literally when she was physically enabled of even you know fighting back if it had gone you know a different route per se or 
being able to really defend herself. So it, the timing was just insane yeah. for all of that. But I want to get into Shady Boots yes. before we talk about predictions and the rest yes. of the episode because we can all agree on the first one at yes. least. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wrote it down exactly, or I think you said it. I'm sorry, I'm blanking, but um, wow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have it verbatim, but it was essentially like, I don't want to sleep with you because you slept with Liv. Yeah. Right. But Olivia my Shady line. Boots one was actually when Marcus said to Liv, you really have no other friends, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was shady. funny. Yes. That was kind of Marcus funny. for the shade. Yes, always. Yeah, yes. she's like, hey, you want to go to dinner? He's probably like, we have never gone to dinner in right. our entire lives. <laughs> they only drink, that's but all. But today, yeah. <laughs> but what I loved about the, the shady boots that we first talked about is that essentially she was like, I don't want to sleep with anyone that uh, Liv has slept with. Though, the underlying shade was, though, Liv is willing to sleep with people I have. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yes. So she, True. I saw that undershade. That was yeah. that. <laughs> she slipped on the glasses for that one. I was like, ooh. The, I didn't even think about it like that. Right. Damn. Now put it in reverse. This <laughs> was, was my shady moment, so I'm with all you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Um, any more shade this episode? I think. Oh, sorry. I feel shady because as much as Charlie has been amazing this season, we've grown to love him. I totally believed he was a part of that hijacking. I quickly turned on him. I'm like, yeah, yep. I- <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, Charlie, knew it all along. Like I, I'm always ready to like think Charlie's up to no good, and I don't yeah. know why. I, Not I feel lie. shady. I wrote that down too. <laughs> I was like, Charlie's behind it, and then exited out right after. Right. Like, oh, no, just kidding, kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Question mark. It's probably my fault. You know how um, happy I was. I was like, Charlie did it. He killed Marcus. Like, I had this whole mission out. So, yeah. Uh, I just, I believed it. It didn't take too much convincing either. I was like, yeah, Charlie. To (laughs) me, it didn't make sense. Just to be fully honest, when he said it, I was like, but why? Immediately, I'm like, but why? It wasn't like Olivia was on the plane. Mm -hmm. Like, what is Cyrus and David, who was helping trying to get... Quinn back, why right. would he go after those two? So to me, I was like, rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. I thought that it was going to, um, I what I thought, let me tell you, Ooh, where, where my, tell let, let me tell you where my mind went. <laughs> when he was like, that moment that they said, oh, you got to get out of here. I thought he was thinking back to, oh, when could this have happened? I thought that it was when Quinn and Charlie was staying at Papa Pope's house and Papa Pope had took his laptop and put a virus on it and Papa Pope had been planning it from way back then to try to get back. You know, him and Cyrus, they got this thing and I was like, oh. That was quick thinking though, yeah. I was like, yeah. Wow. That would be deep. I'm so glad you said Mm -hmm. that because as we got into this, I was thinking, I'm like, how could Papa Pope somehow be involved? (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's definitely a way Mm -hmm. because, especially because last week we saw them essentially write out Maya's character and and that relationship. So I was thinking, okay, if Papa Pope is still in the picture, how could he then be involved in this? And that's a great Mm -hmm possible way yeah but then but then also then my mind went to why yeah they're just not they just weren't the players like cyrus didn't have any type of um negative actions against olivia as of late you know he was actually trying to help her you know impeach um melly just a couple of weeks ago with that information that he had so hmm. but do you think it could stem back from when they essentially decided to take Liv together. Is that what you're talking about? Like, take down Melly, and then Liv Him and, bailed? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Yeah. He bailed, and uh, I mean, she bailed, and so he's trying to trying to plot. But I thought that Olivia was just... 
Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going back to last week. I was about to say she was just so smart when she approached him when they, when he was drinking. Like, oh, so you thought kind of risky <laughs> this move that you knows. made. Oh, my gosh. Get it, girl. Well, just kind of rounding out our last topic, which is Cyrus and mm-hmm. moving forward through the rest of the season. Um, as we, you know, we said at the top, I think that's good. that's obviously going to be the main storyline mm-hmm. going through these last few episodes, unless we get another plot twist, which it could very well happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to talk about like what is what is Cyrus's like sense of urgency here, like because they keep bringing that up, the fact that he doesn't want to wait another seven years or so for Melly to be out of office, and he's really pushing this so hard right now, and yep. it's like. You know, aside from, I mean, he made that great speech on Air Force Two about patriotism and all these things that this country stands for and yada, yada. And even in previous seasons when he's talked about making a run, he's had some really great speeches about, you know, um, diversity and education and all the things that he, the ideals that he holds true to this country. But like, why now? Where he's at, what's his end game? Why is he doing this? He knows that the season's ending and he doesn't have another seven seasons to make it happen. Well, there you go. I just feel like he is like but literally. Wise, like, what does he have to gain? I just feel like he's literally just like at his wit's end. He's like, I like can't keep waiting. Yeah, you can't. It is my time. It is my time. It has been my time for years and years and years. Right. Like. But he's like a bitter old man. Like, just go. Why do we need you? I think I you're right. I, well, I'm going back to your prediction last week. I think he's going to die. Oh I don't God. know if you still think that, but now I'm like, he's gonna he is going to die, and they're going to try to make it like this interesting hero, villain, death. You know what I'm saying? I kind of agree. And actually, the, our comments in the, our YouTube comments, they all agree. They really think Cyrus is going to die. I think and they also think uh, Papa Pope is going to die. Oh. Huh. Yeah. He's a lot like of people were saying that the villains of the show are going to die. They even think Jake is going to die. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what? Yeah. you guys are trying to kill off everybody. everybody die. Mm-hmm. Wait, so is but do we consider Jake a villain now at this point? I mean, he had a sleazy moment, but all in all, is he is he on the other side? It's just like for me, what side is he on? Every yeah. episode, I'm like, what? I never Who? know. Yeah, what do you do? It's all about determining his end game, and yeah. that I just can't place my finger no. on. It's not uh-huh. even something I can predict. I cannot place my finger on Jake's goal because at because I still felt like oh, okay maybe he still has lives back and he's kind of doing things and then she'll slip in and like I don't know I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't know but I would say about people dying I think that Shonda could have been quite savage if she just would have let the missiles hit the plane and kill off <laughs> Cyrus and David and then let it let us find out later that Cyrus had planned it for a comeback and then he actually died in the process. That would be that would have been epic. Yeah. That would be epic, but I don't know where that would leave us. Like What's what do that? we do with that information? <laughs> well Yeah. Just just you know, just like just, just kill just, off people because yeah. everybody I'm sorry, everybody's gonna be alive. To the end of the season. Right. Sorry, sorry, chatters. Shonda's not <laughs> killing no one. No, really she could have so? she could have killed Quinn. She could have killed Cyrus and David. I don't think her goal is to kill off anybody. Who's died besides Harrison? And that's because they had to kill him off because he wasn't a part of the show anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have all true. these loose people. 
I just feel like, why keep Cyrus alive? He's kind of that one guy who's like, well, in 10 years he could, you know? <laughs> That's why. He's the right. only one that actively wants the role of presidency. If you look at all the characters. Besides Melly. Olive, no, she's president right now. Well, I, oh, He's I'm the only three. one who could be the villain. He's the only right. one that is the antagonist to Melly. Nobody wants it. Olivia doesn't want the oval. Yeah. Jake yeah. was the vice president. Can we just say he, he ran with Melly and didn't want it? And who else? Nobody wants it, so they're going to keep Cyrus around. They, live chat says Melly's going to die of hooch poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to die of amazing. Yes, that is good. A lot of people are like, yes, hooch, hooch poisoning. Uh-huh. She can't leave Jake around her hooch, too. Might put a little roofie in there. You never wow. know. Right. Which I love, by the way. When she was like, give me some hooch. I was like, how are you going to drink it? And she's all like back. <laughs> yeah. and like, I was like, should have gave her a straw. Yeah. With that true hooch, alcoholic right Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little pipe. Um, yeah, my last kind of thought on you know just Cyrus and his endgame is like, I feel like when each of the characters in Scandal have gone off the deep end, it was for them to come back to the right side and learn something ultimately. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, what is his lesson to learn from this? Because we've already seen what happens when you you fight for too much power. We saw that lesson kind of learned with Liv. Um, we saw you know don't turn on your friends with Abby you know we've seen little things so I'm just like what are you know what are we learning from this what are we gaining from this what does it tie up for us in terms of these characters journeys so Mm. I don't know Shonda let me know at me (laughs) my prediction is that Cyrus will self-destruct like essentially like he's not gonna die but he will he's going to pay for his sins like he's gonna be the one that actually is held accountable. A lot of people have done stuff, Jake, yeah. Melly, Olivia, Papa Pope, but I feel like he will be the one to pay for his sins. That just made me think of that episode where he called Liv from jail yeah. and she said a debt, the debt yeah. has to be paid. By someone, yep, she did. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep, and she's yes. like, sorry, when he called to get her out, or when she when he called her to help get him out. Yeah. And she's like, bye. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Bye. I believe even more now with that, like wrapping it up. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Any other predictions? Ooh. I predict Olitz will be. Yes! A- <laughs> she's scared. She's going to throw that out there. That was a good yes. That was very spirited. Like, yes. Spirited. I love that so much. <laughs> me too, me too, girl. Oh, gosh. I mean, and honestly, whatever. I mean, yeah. though though I wasn't a Laker, I had already said I love Jake, but he's just a little uh-uh to get you through and fits for the long haul. And I think it's cute how they're slowly rekindling, you know, would you do it again? I would do it again. And all this little cute stuff. And let me just say this, and you guys are going to like it, so just wait. Eat it up. Eat it up. <laughs> I think that it, it them actually trying to be together, if it happens at the end, makes more sense now because because he's removed out of the White House, he is literally stepping into her world and is able to experience her job and what she does. And she is able to experience him outside of his delusional power that he had in the White House. And they're actually like living life. You know how you meet someone on vacation? It's like, oh, we could be together. And then you come and live real life. And it's like, oh, I don't like you. Maybe. I don't know if that happens to people. But it's the same thing. So now they're actually living life together so they can see that they are compatible and We'll be together forever. There you go. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that plays ah! into the 100th episode where we kind of saw that, yeah. but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if had things gone differently. So I'm here for that. <laughs> I love that prediction. Um, and I'm really excited. I can't believe there's four episodes left. Oh, guys. Yeah, we won't be sad. here next week, guys. We're not me here sad. next week. 
it's it it's sad. not going on. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we we're on hiatus for another week, and yes. then and then just four more episodes. Okay. I'm sad. I'll say I'll save my tears for when I get home. I won't do it on camera. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm very sad, and and it it's starting to really weigh in on me. I don't know how you guys feel, but. The more I see like commercials about it and just reading interviews and everyone just sounds so like just sad I and know. I don't know. It was when I think it was Carrie. Someone I think she had tweeted um, that they were doing their last table read mm-hmm. and how she's in tears. I was like, and then there was like a a picture of them all like cheersing with wine, which I love. All of their glasses was empty, but about this much, I was like, those are my people. But the whole <laughs> cast was like cheering, cheersing with this red oh. wine, eating together, having a last supper, if you will. Yeah. <sighs> Seven years. Okay. Yeah. We're not doing this. We're not doing it. <laughs> not today. Not, not today. today. Not today. Maybe, maybe two weeks from now or yeah. four. Um, but that's it for tonight's episode, guys. Um, where can the people find you, Jess? Yes, you can find me on all of social media, but in particular, please tweet me. Tell me your thoughts about this episode at Miss Jessica WW, and of course on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams. You guys can find me. I'm Paris Rose. I'm at Paris Rose everywhere. And I'm Tessa Saval. You guys can find me on all social media at Tessa underscore Saval. And I'm Christine. You guys can find me everywhere at Christine Bean. Thanks so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 